and gentlemen, with the partnership from Golden Mojo Entertainment, the star of this show, the United States of Paranormal Presents, Cryptid Crate. We know now that in the earlier years of the 21st century, this world was being watched closely by intelligence greater than man. Cryptid Crate. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box featuring cryptozoological creatures and paranormal themed items to wear, read, and collect. Each box contains four to six items of independent artists, mass-produced items, and even some items only produced for Cryptid Crate. All items in the box are worth more than the cost of the box, such as stickers, books, t-shirts, buttons, custom coins, and more. Cryptid Crate is now offering a junior edition for kids, featuring t-shirts, handmade plushes by Cryptid Comforts, and a few other child-aimed items. If you aren't ready to subscribe, Cryptid Crate offers a mystery sampler box that includes a coupon code for a discount for when you do decide to subscribe. To get 25% off your purchase of a mystery box, use code USPARANORMAL. Just remember, if your doorbell rings, it's no Martian. It's just Cryptid Crate. States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hello, all my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden Jay, with Alicia. Hello, hello. And this is the United States of Paranormal. I'm ready. Team I'm ready for. Boozers. Team Boozers. Yep. <laughs> I'm ready for your story this week. You ready for my story this Ooh, week? I'm so there is a lot of information to kind of go through on this on this bad boy. So uh, we got time. I, we do have time, and uh, hopefully, you, the listener, have time to hang out with us and learn all about our special story today. But before that, how you doing, Alicia? Oh, I'm good. I'm Thanks. tired, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been ran ragged lately. It, this the, the last two weekends. Now, I want, I want our listeners to understand that we record these prior to. They're not a weekly thing where we record them going into the yes. week that they come out. So as of today, we are uh, two weeks out from the wedding, mm -hmm. which the wedding was amazing. Sunshine. It was beautiful. Oh, my God. That couldn't have worked out any better. It was a beautiful day. Um. The officiant was brilliant. <laughs> Jeremy doesn't have a big head or anything. The DJ, though, the DJ was wonderful. Really? I thought he sucked. The DJ sucked. 
<laughs> Jeremy was the DJ too. <laughs> it, and you, you know, the thing was is that we had all kinds of issues uh, going into Friday night's rehearsal yes. with my with my DJ computer. It actually crashed, mm-hmm. and so I had to rush out at nine o'clock at night <laughs> and buy a new laptop. And I was up till two in the morning oh, building. I didn't know that I was building the. Uh, uh, dj set list so yeah i i I had sora and and um aspen aspen on that friday night and Mm -hmm. sora's she's so cute she is but she would not let me build this uh, set list she's a snuggler yeah she wanted she's like grandpa 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 and i'm like trying to do this and i'm like okay you know it was by this time it was 11 o'clock and i'm like let's just go to bed and she's like okay we'll go to bed so we went to bed and crawled in there because they sleep with me when they come over mm-hmm. because they're you know unfamiliar house and you know when grandpa's there it's it's okay so yeah they're safe yeah so i pretty much sleep on an eighth of an inch of the bed <laughs> um you know i don't really sleep a lot when they're over because not only do i have little part of the bed but i have that uh, that ocd about something happening to them while yeah. they're there with me so yeah I'll and wake they're up. sweaty sleepers too <laughs> they're very hot sleepers yes but i'm always constantly just kind of leaning over and putting my hand on her and yeah. it's like oh yeah everything's okay and yeah. then i can go back to sleep but they fell asleep and then i crawled back out of bed and went back into the kitchen where i had everything set up and till two in the morning rebuilt this set list oh god but then i still had issues during the during the evening with it glitching on me that was so weird but it worked out it was it was fine everybody was very um uh understanding of the problem that i was having i hopefully i'm i'm gonna get it fixed i've got a few more dj jobs coming up so but yeah the wedding and then i went to another wedding this past weekend everybody's uh, getting married down in crawfordsville some family friends their son was getting married and of course, I double book myself. You know, I yeah. I do these things, and and I'm on a I'm on a very tight schedule. So I'm in Crawfordsville, which is down by Indy, mm-hmm. and then I went to Gary for a concert. You're crazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, once again, um, it was two o'clock in the morning before I got to, I got to bed this morning, and so, but yeah, it was worth it. I saw Lady Ford, and that's so awesome. Very happy. But yeah, a lot of exciting things have been going on here for uh, everybody in the Golden Mojo Entertainment family. Um, one thing that I want to really put out there because I'm excited for myself was I got hooked up with Tom Bernard. Yes. Um, who so awesome. is very big in the podcasting world and up in Minnesota. He's very, he's very famous up there for all mm-hmm. this radio stuff. But uh, yeah, I got some of my music on his podcast. That's so, so awesome. I'm pretty excited about that. Well, probably, you probably have heard, you heard about this when I talk about it in the Murder Nerds episodes that are <laughs> upcoming <laughs> or have already been, already been released. But because I'm sure I'm going to bring it up again for it's all the so Murder Nerds. so awesome. Listening. You deserve to brag about oh, that. It's that's so exciting. So cool. But yeah, we're working with, uh, I'm working with Tom a little bit more and some more music. So I'm excited about that. So and cool. it just kind of rotates in. It's very random. So it's, you know, I kind of go through and listen to their podcast and and uh, I kind of know where their breaks are and when the when music might be played. So I kind of yeah. check that out. But How many songs do they have in rotation? Two right now. That's cool. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, I, when the first one played, I got a good shout out. And I was pretty excited. Yeah, about that, didn't they so. say it was angelic? They did. Yeah. They yeah. called it angelic. They're like, who's this? And he's like, this is Golden Jay. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's Golden Jay. <laughs> yeah, Tom Bernardo was a. It's Bernardo. It's just Bernard. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. We know where the Bernardo comes from. <laughs> yes. Yes. A past episode. <clears throat> Tom Bernard was like one of the most famous radio show hosts within Minnesota, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I thought. And yeah, so he's got like all kinds of awards and all kinds of stuff for his radio hosting. Yeah. And now he does a podcast with his family. Yes. Yeah. With his, his wife. His wife. His, yeah. yeah. I think it's his, his, one of his sons. I do believe yeah. on it. Yeah. So that's and of course, so cool. Of course, your favorite Dave Schrader Dave is on Schrader. there a lot. I love Dave. Yeah. And that's who we got through. That's how we found yep. the deal with Thomas through Dave, which is insanely crazy yeah hopefully one of these days we'll have dave yeah we'll i asked to, him yeah he might be on here yeah so we'll he, see there's some there's some uh some hurdles to get through yet but uh, we're yep. working on that once he gets his show on uh i think it's the travel channel yes he's got a new show coming out on travel channel and we'll get him on so yeah <sighs> and we do have connor biddle coming up so. yes so we're, exciting we'll be recording with him uh here soon Within the next, from the date of this recording, within the next couple of weeks, we'll be recording with him. Yep. Yeah. When's that supposed to release? I have no idea. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even, usually don't even we know. try to keep track it's on the be calendar. After, but... It's going to be after this episode, so it will be coming up yes. within a few weeks, but yeah. Just keep your ears and yep. eyes open. <laughs> we'll keep talking about it every chance we get. Alicia, did you know that, that um, if your parachute fails, you have the rest of your life to fix it? Just I throw that out there. <laughs> I cannot stand you. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there and see if you, you know. Just <sighs> <laughs> throwing a little comedy out there, ladies and gentlemen. Dad jokes for the win. That's right. Anyways, let's get on with the story. You ready to hear about I'm this? I'm so ready. We, this week, are going to talk about the Bell Witch. Mm-hmm. Are you excited about this? Mm-hmm. This is an old, old story. Yeah. We're talking 200 years old. Yeah. Wow. This is a lot going on in this. So bear with me, everybody. I'm going to do my best to kind of keep it into a timeline so that we can try to understand it. But I might have a twist at the end. <gasps> I love a twist. We'll see how this works out. All right. So the Bell Witch. So let's go back to... 1804 when John and Lucy Bell along with 10 other families came from uh, North Carolina to Red River Tennessee they all decided to pack up and move and go to Red River Tennessee now for those that don't know Red River is now Adams Tennessee they changed the name at some point I don't know exactly when they did it but it does Adams is not nearly as cool. cool yeah I mean, come on, Red River. So 10 families came with them, and all the families ended up actually buying property in Red River area mm-hmm. and started to farm and, and do things like that. In 1816, okay, so what What was 12 years later, mm-hmm. one of the uh, settlers that came with them, a man by the name of Fred Batts, actually got injured uh, while he was out farming. Okay. Oh. He became 
impaired so that he couldn't work anymore. Yeah. So in turn, he had to start selling off some of the land that he had. One thing that I'm unsure if they purchased the land or whether they just settled the land. I mean, we're talking about 1804. Yeah, who are they going to buy it from? So I'm just assuming they settled this land and they just kind of went, I'm taking this plot and this (laughs) plot and you can have that one and we'll just be neighbors. Yeah. So John ends up buying land off of Fred, but Fred's wife, Kate thinks that he took advantage of the situation and bought the land for way cheaper than what he uh what it what they what thought it was, it was worth. worth so kate swears that she is going to um seek revenge on john for for all this huh. but there is another section of that story where not only did john buy the property but he also bought a little uh, a little slave girl off of Fred's brother Ben. And this is where it gets a little sketchy because I mean, did they bring the slaves with them from North Carolina? I'm assuming or they just pick them up along the way. Right. Like, hey, what are you doing? Come on. Yeah, you're mine now. That's <laughs> messed up. <laughs> <laughs> the girl herself was too young to separate from her mom. So John left the girl there to stay with her mom and then came back to get her. But Ben decided that she was worth more than what John paid for her. So John said, well, then you can just buy her back off from me. Yeah. And John actually got more money than what he paid for the girl. Uh, So once again, Kate is pissed that, you know, he's taken advantage of this family and, you know, just, you know, basically she's going to seek revenge. In the meantime, Ben actually signed or filed a lawsuit, which I'm not exactly sure in this time frame where he filed a lawsuit, but he filed a lawsuit against John and nobody ever told John. Oh. So when the quote unquote court date come up, you know, John didn't show. So they decided with Ben. Yeah. And in amongst all this stuff going on with, with John not showing, the church got pissed and excommunicated him. Oh, shoot. And a lot of people say that that, him being excommunicated from the church and away from, you know, God's protection. Yeah. That that's when the evil began for the Bell family. Uh-oh. Yeah. But I do want to tell you that Kate Batts, the wife of Fred, she was not liked in that community. She kind of gives Karen vibes. She is total Karen. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was avoided by everybody in the town. I mean, there was no oh, doubt no. about it. They just avoided her. They saw her coming. They were just like, I ain't dealing with that bitch. I'm, I'm moving on. Because <laughs> a lot of people thought that she actually um, practiced witchcraft. Oh. And you know how witchcraft was back in, you know, the early 1800s. Everybody, you know, yeah. I'm with sure. With the last name Bats. Oh, I yeah. mean. <laughs> Bat shit crazy, maybe. <laughs> So, uh, during, uh, let's see, that was in, rephrase that, that was 1816 that all the stuff with Fred and and Ben boiled out. In 1817 is when, pretty much when it all really started to come about. So, in 1817, John sees a large dog with the head of a rabbit while he's out. What? Yeah, he's out, like, uh, hunting or whatever, and he's, you know, out roaming his fields, you know, hunting. So he sees this large dog 
with the head of a rabbit. So he shoots at it because, you know, it startled him. And he's like, what the fuck is that? You yeah. know, what am I going to do with that? So he shoots at it, but it disappears. Just vanished. Uh-huh. Did air. He's on the fart leaves for sure. He is definitely. I mean, come on. Back then, there was no testing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he is on the fart leaves. He is doing something. But that evening is when everything started. And it started with knocking on the outside of the walls of their cabin. And of course, you know, the knocking starts and all the kids and John all run outside to see who it is. And there's nothing there. And they go back inside and the knocking starts again. You know, just shit like that. Mm-hmm. You're never supposed to go after what it is. Mm, never. That sounds like a <laughs> stupid idea. <laughs> so they thought maybe that it was the Bats family just coming over and messing with them. You or know. Bats. Bats. Or it could be just regular bats. You just never know. It's like, what is that? That was me knocking. That wasn't anything paranormal in the studio. Not yet. No, we've been lucky. We've been lucky. But as it progressed into the next uh, uh, few days, everything started moving inside of the house. So the activity that happened inside the house was like the kids were reporting that they could hear rats gnawing on their bedposts. Oh. But there was, when they looked, there was nothing there. It just sounded like rats. I mean, right there, that's enough for me. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you I, 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 kind of rodent. Any rodent that's fast moving and chews on shit, I am done. <laughs> uh, also, like their bed sheets, the kids' bed sheets and stuff would get pulled off their bed. They get their hair pulled and they start hearing voices inside of the house. Oh, shit. So Betsy, which would have been John and Lucy's daughter, she kind of took the brunt of all of this. I mean, this. She the middle child. She was somewhere in there. She had some younger brothers, I do believe, but she had some older brothers too. So yeah, I guess I'm right in the smack dab in the middle. So she took the brunt of all of this. So she got attacked while she was sleeping. Oh. So and more so that we talked about the hair pulling, but she would wake up and find her hair tied to her bedpost. Oh my god. Yeah, but you know how she was woken up. How she was woken up being beaten, smacked in the face. Uh, and the feeling of like pins being stuck stuck in her. Jesus. I mean, and it was so bad that there were handprints on her body and her face. Oh my god! Yeah. Holy moly! But that wasn't. She took the brunt of it, but her brothers took the same. They would wake up with the same handprints on their body. Just not as severe as hers. Yeah, yeah. She got the worst of it, but John being even though he was excommunicated from the church was apparently still like a big to do in the community. Mm-hmm. So he told everybody in the house, just keep this under wraps. We're not talking about this. Just, yeah. just we're no, we'll just deal with it. So over the next few weeks, um, a visual apparition started to appear in the house and around the property, not just in the house, but around the property. Uh, the slaves, that he had started seeing uh, very strange birds and very strange animals. I even saw one report where there was a giant, like I'm going to, I'm just going to say pterodactyl style bird, just a really <laughs> large ass bird. It was like perched on one of the fences and they, it blew away. Oh my God. Um, Dean, one of the other slaves said he was followed by a, by a large black dog. Hmm. Because apparently he had a wife or something and was and he would go visit her before he come back to the farm. And yeah, he was on his way back from visiting his wife and he was followed by this dog. 
sketchy. One of my favorite ones, and and I don't remember exactly where this fit in the story, but there was one of the one of the the help that was walking through the forest and was started to be followed by a rabbit. Hmm. You know, you wouldn't think much of a rabbit, but you know, he kind of picked up his pace and the rabbit started following him. And, and the rabbit picked up the pace and was keeping up with him. And oh, my gosh. So he started ducking and diving and, and, and moving and shaking and <laughs> jigging and juking. And <laughs> and he finally sat down because he was wore out, sat down on this log because he thought he lost the rabbit. And the rabbit jumps up on the uh, stump next to him and goes, well, that was a fun race. What? Yep. <laughs> they <laughs> claim that some of these animals could talk. Oh, my God. Yeah. And what the hell? It's crazy. They're all on the fart leaves. <laughs> There's a gas leak in there for sure. But Betsy one day was out in the field and she saw an apparition of a girl hanging from a, a girl in a green dress. She was hanging by her hands from a tree. And that becomes important later again. But the, the girl just disappeared. Huh. Betsy saw her hanging in this tree. And then she just disappeared. This is a terrifying story. <laughs> oh, and to make it even worse, can you imagine all this going on in the 1800s? You're, well, yeah, the early, early 1800s. I mean, you can't just Who get on the... Who are you going to call? You can't get on the... <laughs> <laughs> she went there, baby. She went there. You know who they're going to call. So, yeah, there's nobody to talk to. There's no internet. There's no, you know... Yeah, there's no way you could Google why is this why is this happening to me, and John actually starts to take some of the brunt of the of, the, uh, of it too, where he starts getting uh, paralysis of the face. Ooh, I've had that happen. You have. Yeah, <laughs> I get a uh, I get neurological migraines, and like my face will go numb and Brilliant. paralyze it. Yeah, like half of my face just like is paralyzed. That's, well, that can't be fun. Oh, it's weird. It's bizarre. My I've hands. had my arm fall asleep, but that's about as close as I've ever gotten. <laughs> my hands, my feet, all of it will just like really? go numb. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's pretty weird. Yeah. So the bu- the abuse itself became too much to handle. Uh, so John Bell calls on his friend and his neighbor, uh, James Johnson. You know, these are these are eighteen hundred names. These people. are the most bland <laughs> names possible. You don't get any better than that, James. My hi, I'm James Johnson. <laughs> uh, of course, you know James is a, a is a total skeptic, and he but he agrees to come, and he comes to the house to pray, and to he was going to spend the night. What a hero! Yeah, what a nice guy. Yeah, what a buddy. Come over and yeah. hang out and real pal. So, apparently. While he was uh, in bed, the blankets were ripped off of his bed, and he jumps up, and he demands to know the name of, of the entity that's in the house, and a voice comes on. Comes comes on. It comes on <laughs> like a fucking switch. <laughs> Jesus, comes Jeremy. The yeah. <laughs> well, hello. My name is Kate. <laughs> no, but a voice comes, comes through out of nowhere and says, Kate. Uh-oh. So automatically now we're associating this entity which with the witchcraft lady, uh, lady named Kate yeah. Bats. Mrs. Bats. Mrs. Bats. You know, that puts it all together. So 
that's why you get I don't even know what you get. You just get something. It's Kate. You know, they just associated with Kate. But <laughs> so James ends up telling uh, John that he needs to reach out to the community and try to get help and see what the church can do for him. You know, even though he's been excommunicated, you know, Comes what can you do for him? Back. Every <laughs> stupid time. But then, but the news of this just spreads like wildfire which is exactly what he didn't want to what happen. he did not want to happen so everybody in the in the known area now knows about this so what what do you think happens it's exactly what you think happens everybody is so curious that they come to the house flocking yeah they just want to come they want to see the entity they want to hear the entity they want to hear the knocking they want to hear all this stuff and the entity is more than happy to let people know that it's there oh no shit yeah it starts talking to people and all kinds of shit like that. And it also makes sure to tell everybody who comes of her unhappiness with John Bell. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Once again, does this revolve back to the, the quote unquote, the stealing of the land pretty much? I mean, if you buy shit for half of what it is he yeah. pretty much got it for a steal so mm-hmm. I mean, or is it for the little slave girl did did kate summon something because kate is you when i first took the story on that was my thought was just that something had happened and kate died and she come back to haunt john yeah. but kate's still, kate's alive. still alive in the 1830 census according to the things that i found she's still alive so it's not her ghost so that leaves the, the idea that she says has summoned something via witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So you take that for what you think it is. The big thing was as news reached Andrew Jackson. Oh shit! You know the he president. he hasn't he. I don't think at this point he's president yet. I should have actually researched that a little bit farther, but <laughs> I don't think he was president yet. But so he brings a small group to the Bell House. On his way there, his wagon gets stuck, and, and they didn't specify it was mud or just just got stuck in general. But no matter what they did with all the men he had and the horses and all that, they could not move this uh, this wagon. Right. So Andrew Jackson claims aloud, "Must be the Bell Witch." Oh. Right. Okay. And a female voice comes to Jackson. And says, you may now proceed. And the wagon just started to go. What yeah. the hell? All you got to do is just respect her. Shit. And you haven't respected her yet. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the men that uh, was with Jackson claims to have brought some silver bullets and proclaimed out loud yeah, you know, you werewolf? you and I know that it's a werewolf <laughs> thing, but, you know, back in that time, I'm sure that silver bullets just killed just about damn near anything. <laughs> but he proclaimed out loud that he was going to, he had come to kill the Bell Witch with his silver bullets. And when he did, his body started to jerk, and he said he felt like pins were being shoved into him. And a voice came out loud. It the, the switch flipped back on <laughs> and called him a fraud. But oh, fr- <laughs> a fraud. This man is a fraud. <laughs> it didn't specify exactly what the voice said. I just want you to know. It's like, 
You just a big losing fraud, mother. <laughs> the Bell Witch was a black lady. What? Nothing. <laughs> that voice I sounded like. I thought it sounded like me. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, so they. <laughs> So the voice said that, that the guy with the silver bullets is a fraud, but the voice also proclaimed that, that Jackson had another fraud in his group. Mm-hmm. So apparently somebody else had thoughts that they were going to take out the Bell Witch and has brought something in order to do that. Sometime in the middle of the night, in that first night of being on the Bell property, Jackson and his group left. And they found him in one of the nearby, near, <laughs> nearby towns. And Jackson proclaimed, let me, let me make sure I get this just right. He proclaimed, pro, pro, <laughs> <laughs> let me make he, sure I get this just right. Yeah. <laughs> Proceeds to, to not say words. Not say a word. He proclaims he would rather fight the entire British army than to fight the Bell Witch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That is serious. So there's no, there was nothing to back up what exactly happened during the evening. I know, right? Dang it! I mean, that has to be some serious shit that went down in that camp for them just to pack it up and and get out. Mm. Fuck! Insane. Yeah, this is wacky. Wacky. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff. So let's keep going. Lucy Bell, which we talked about, mm-hmm. was John's wife. The witch, or, or Kate, let's just call her Kate because it sounds so informal to call her witch. <laughs> the witch. She's such a witch. Kate actually took a serious liking to Lucy. She actually l- really liked Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1820, uh, Lucy was diagnosed with Persia, which is an inflamed lining of of the lungs oh and was actually wasn't she wasn't supposed to survive it really but kate would come to her bedside and sing that gospel hymns to her Mm -hmm. and bring her hazelnuts and grapes i mean she would just out of thin air she would have them they would be laying on her bed what lucy would improve and make a full recovery quit it done I, I think we all need a Kate. <laughs> that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> right. As long as she's on our side and we yeah. didn't fuck with her and piss her off. Yep. And, as long as you weren't a fraud. <laughs> a fraud. You're a fraud. You're not a fraud. <laughs> but John was not so lucky. Because, you know, as Kate would call him, old Jack. That's what she would call him when people, <laughs> when she would talk about, would talk about John. She would call him Old Jack. What a name. Jack was not so lucky. Or John was not so lucky. Old Jack was not so lucky. Whoever the hell you want to call him. He was <laughs> not so jackass. Old Jackass was not so lucky. On December 20th of 1820, John was found dead in oh. his bed. The family found a strange black bottle laying on the floor that they didn't know what it was now they had some medication there because you know john had actually been getting sicker and sicker you know starting with the paralysis and then just you know other things started to happen so he was bedridden so they had medications there but nobody knew what this black bottle was 
So they gave a little bit to the cat that they had. You know, everybody's got to have some sort of <sighs> some sort of deal. The cat jumped straight up in the air, flipped over, and was dead before it hit the floor. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> so this is some serious shit that's in this black bottle. And then a voice, the little box switched on again, and a voice said, "I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him." Uh, well. So they took the wrong. bottle. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> Shouldn't have drink that, Jack. They took the bottle and they threw it into the fire, and it exploded, and a giant fireball shot out of the chimney. Jesus. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in U.S. history that death was blamed on a supernatural entity. Oh my God! Is that the only time? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but it's the first time. Wow. I mean, I suppose there could be others, right? Why wouldn't know. there be? I mean, Kate pretty much fessed up to it. Maybe we could do an episode of Murderers on that. Maybe. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let's see if we can dive deep into that rabbit hole. Gosh. <laughs> um, Kate decided that, uh, you know, this just wasn't. You know, that one little voice that said she did it. She actually showed up to John's funeral and Bold. sang drinking, drinking, sang mm-hmm. drinking songs and danced on his grave. Oh, my God. She's fucking ruthless. <laughs> She's not messing around. Fuck no. She knew what she wanted. Boom. She got it. She got him. So activity actually diminished after John's death, and it was thought that he that she had reached her goal and was gone for good until the spring of 1821. Betsy, we're back to Betsy, mm-hmm. was engaged to Joshua Gardner. Um, once again, Betsy's back out, and she's by that tree that we talked about earlier, and she sees the little girl in the tree, and the little girl told her, not to marry Josh. Oh. So why? she never, they never got into why she shouldn't. They just said, don't marry him. Yeah. So Betsy broke off the engagement. Really? Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, come on. This is the same, this is the same entity that just killed your father. Right. You ain't want to piss her off. It's For like, real? oh, you told me I'm not marry that dude. Fuck that. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> I'm getting the fuck out of here. Um, so shortly after, uh, Kate said that she would, she, I'm not sure exactly who she came to, but she said that she would return in seven years. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the return. 1828. She did return. She came back. Where'd she go? I don't know. There's theories. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in 1828, she returned, and this time she centered her attention on John Bell Jr. Just can't let it go. (laughs) Well, and this is where it's a little bit different, because she didn't come back to to haunt even so much. She came back, and I guess her and John had full-blown discussions. She would come and meet John, and they would discuss... Things like the origin of life or civilization, Christianity, and a need for major spiritual reawakening. 
Really? And this went on for three weeks. And once again, the entity bidded farewell and promised to return in 107 years to one of John Bell's descendants. What? Yeah. So that would make the year 1935. 107 years would make it 1935. Dr. Charles Bailey Bell, a neurologist, and John Bell Seniors, the one that died, Mm -hmm. great-grandson, he would have been the closest direct descendant in 1935. Now, Dr. Bell published a book that contained the accounts of the conference between John Bell Jr. and the entity. Charles's dad, uh, who was Dr. Joel Thomas Bell, had taken notes during this conference and then passed them on to Charles upon his death. And that book is called The Bell Witch, A Mysterious Spirit. And you can buy it on Amazon. Really? Yeah. I looked it up because I'm like, the stuff that I had didn't actually specify what the book was. But Interesting. So his dad, or his great his great grandfather, actually just took notes during this conferences and, and then said, oh, here you go. This is what they talked about. That's how we know that they talked about all those things. What a weird discussion to have. I'm trying to figure out why. Why that would be something that... Um, why that would be something that you would sit down and and talk about? I mean, yeah, with a witch. <laughs> yeah, and this is a vindictive witch. Yeah, but why come back to the sun and sit down and discuss? Did you read the book? No, I did not. I wonder if we have it at the library. You might, might have to graze through it. I have a stack of books that I need to read. You have so many books <laughs> right now. We are doing a ton of research for other things, and I actually looked at this book, and I thought, hmm. Would you be interested in reading that? I would be very interested in reading that. Do I want to buy it and throw it on my collection of shit to read? No, I probably better not. Let me read the stuff I got you going on. You should do. You should download it and make it like an audiobook for when you're driving. I could do that. That would actually make a lot more sense for me, wouldn't it? As much as I drive yeah. around. So let me let me throw a monkey wrench into everything that we've just kind of discussed. This whole timeline of of, you know, how the Bell Witch came about and and all, you know, the, the murder of, of John B- Bell. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some theories of what actually happened because like, we, like we've talked about in, in past episodes, you know, everything becomes a scapegoat. Yes. You know, the stories go on and, you know, is it really true? Is this book really true? You know, all this stuff. But there are a couple theories so Lucy Bell, okay, who once again is John's wife, mm-hmm. is the younger sister of John Williams Jr., okay? Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Who was the father of Kate Williams Bats. Oh, shit. No way. Yes. So was there a conspiracy between the two women to get rid of John? Maybe. Maybe he was crazy. Maybe he was abusive. It could very well be. That is something really, but it does make sense with, you know, these 10 families or 11 families that, that moved across country together that, you know, that they're going to be connected, connected somehow. Then they just happen to be family. If you're actually really sitting and think about it, mm-hmm. but that would explain why Lucy was a favorite. Yeah. Hmm. And she never did any harm to her. It's true. Another interesting 
I'll give you the breakdown of this one. You're going to love it. Um, there was a professor. I call this the Powell-Betsy connection. Okay. There was a professor. professor. His name was Richard Powell. Professor Richard Powell. He was 11 years older than Betsy, but he took a major interest in her. I know you're like weird now. It's like this professor, this young girl. I mean, Betsy was like 12 when all this, you know, kind of happened. So, yeah, that makes it really, really kind of sketchy. And you're just like, but once again, look at the time period we're in. Yeah. And a lot of that, a lot of that stuff went on. So, uh, Powell was a well-educated and maybe possibly orchestrated the entire thing to win Betsy over. What? Well, think about it. I mean, you get the dad out of the way. You get the fiance out of the way at some point, you know, with the little girl in the tree. Predatory. Now you're like, well, wait a minute, Jeremy. Come on. How are you going to, in 18, blah, 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 are you going to get a little girl in a tree? It's not like you can put a projector up there on a green screen and be like, well, Powell was educated in the in the occult ventriloquism what he was a math genius and well versed in horticulture and geology which i'm not sure what the hell that's supposed to mean but (laughs) but if he was a ventriloquist think about that one for a minute oh shit you could throw your voice into a room ah i gave some of that to old jack last night and i fixed him He's just like staking out in their house like 24 7. Well, maybe he's living in the walls. Oh, God. (laughs) Back to that. We're always back to that. Did you check your walls? I hate it. (laughs) So, did the Bell Witch, did Kate, did Kate return in 107 years? Some say she, some say she didn't. Some say she never left and she took up residence in a nearby cave. And that is a very interesting theory, which we're going to hit here in just a little bit. Hang oh, for with real? me. Yes. Some say that she turns up in many places. And once again, this falls into the whole scapegoat thing that we were talking about earlier. It just seems like no matter what, it's the bell witch's fault. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure exactly how this one ties in, but in September of 1868, Tom Clenard and Dick Burgess were arrested for the murder of Mr. Smith. Smith claimed to have the powers of witchcraft and tried to use them on the two men, which led to a conflict and they killed him. Oh my God. But the jury found them not guilty. It was the Blair Witch or the, not the Blair Witch. It was the, the don't say the, the Bla- Bell Witch. Don't say Blair. It's the wrong witch. <laughs> Uh, in April of 1880, there was a haunted uh, house in Springfield, Tennessee, where the knocking started underneath the house. And journalists at that time just said, oh, it's just like the Blair Witch. Or, now you got me doing it. It's just like the Bell Witch. Once again, it's a scapegoat thing. And there's no proof that yeah. that it can go that way. I know there was one story that uh, there was a, a gentleman that uh, came in and and was a skeptic on on the bell witch and was talking about he didn't believe in it but the bell witch actually 
something to do with his family in England because he was an English guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he she started talking in the voices of his parents Ew. and started talking about him. And I guess within the next few days, he got mess. He got word back from his family that the Bell Witch had visited them and was talking to them about him. She just pulled a Jeremy. I just pulled a Jeremy. <laughs> I turned it down. You watched me do it. And the last one uh, in 1890 the hop in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, apparently coal started falling from the ceiling inside of a house. Once again, they blamed the Bell Witch. Everybody's blaming the Bell Witch. And we don't even know. There's something to do with with uh like the same thing with the with the Englishman that she actually in the house in the bell house it actually um recited a sermon from a church that was 13 miles away what yeah it's is it, like i said there's so much information Wack, and there's and it's wacky it's all yeah, wacky there's so much information and it's so hard to juggle exactly when everything happened and how it all kind of falls into play but it's 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 a pretty crazy story and that pretty much ends the whole 1800s thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the story we have to tell about that. Did she come back in 170 years? Like I said, nobody really knows. I mean, she'd been scapegoated out so many times that nobody even thinks she actually left. Yeah. So, Alicia, I got into a YouTube series, or it's actually on like A&E or whatever, but it's called The Unexplained Zone. Mm-hmm. And forgive me if I butcher this guy's name. It's uh, John Chalock. Okay. He is a direct descendant of John Bell and is trying to stop the curse of the Bell Witch. Really? So the curse apparently moved on beyond John and the firstborn son of every descendant is cursed to die. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the great-grandfather William was crushed in a freak logging accident. He was crushed by logs. Oh, my God. Uh, Their great-uncle Hank went insane and hung himself. And cousin Rich died in the desert all alone of a sudden heart attack. What? So these are are the firstborns of some of the, you know, descendants of. So uh, John is actually trying to stop the curse because his son is cursed. It yeah. was the firstborn. And he's really concerned. So it's a couple episodes and it's a really good watch if you get a chance to see it. I mean, they're, you know, 45 minutes or whatever because, you know, they were TV shows. Mm-hmm. But it goes through John's uh, journey on trying to figure this out. You know, he'd done all the stuff that we would normally think that he would do. He went to the, the bell cabin, which now is not even really the cabin. It's like been torn down and rebuilt. So mm-hmm. it's like a, a, you know, a copy of it or whatever. I think there's some actual wood that was used from the original cabin in this one. But I mean, as far as it being the original bell house, it, it, it's not. So he goes and he does all this stuff and they end up going with a woman who knows where Betsy's grave is at. Okay. So they go out to the grave and they do the the meters and the EVPs and stuff like that. And they put it on and they start asking her questions 
and Betsy actually responds quite quite a little what? bit, you know, between the lights and the questions they ask. But they determine that the curse, the witch, doesn't come from Kate Bats. Okay. It comes from the ground. Here's your twist. John Bell built and farmed on an Indian burial ground. Oh, no. So they had known this when they went out there. So the, leading them into, into this is not really crazy. But yeah, we are determined. I, I'm sold on it. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it makes way more sense that, uh, that it's an Indian spirit that is pissed that he come in and started basically farming on this burial ground. This now brings us back to the cave. Yes, the cave. The cave. <laughs> Check this out. You're going to love this. The cave in which they say that the bell witch, has, they thought maybe she retreated to, is actually right there on the burial ground. So the bluff that goes over the entrance of the cave is act- is the actual burial ground. So the cave is just kind of underneath it, but the burial grounds are up, up above it. Okay. Um, they estimate this burial ground to be anywhere between 3,000 and 5,000 years old. The bodies were buried setting straight up and facing the east. What? So that's how they kind of got the time period. I don't know how that really works, but that's how they say that maybe the time period they can set that. For yeah, that 5, to their 000. traditions. Yeah. They believed it be the Chickasaw Indians, but there's also bodies buried in the cave. Oh, now the cave become interesting in more ways than one, really, because there's there's uh, you know there's all kinds of stuff in there. They actually took a little Indian girl's grave that they found down by the river and moved it into the cave for tourist things like that oh that's kind of but at some at some point somebody broke in and stole her remains they stole the native girl's remains yeah that's can't that can't be good either that's so fucked up yeah why would you want to do that i mean it doesn't even make sense no it weirds me out when like mummies people like that's a really common thing is to take mummies and put them on display in mm-hmm. museums. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Cause you, could you imagine like, let's go dig up grandma and <laughs> let's put her put on her display. On display. <laughs> yeah. She wants to sit in the rocking chair in the corner. Brought <laughs> me up beside the jukebox. <laughs> All the, the reasoning behind the, the cave and the burial grounds on the bluff is they believe that there is a vortex or a portal oh. to the spiritual world inside this cave. And I once again, this is what really just brought me into this whole thing because we have discussed this portal yeah. thing, and I believe in this portal thing like you wouldn't believe. So, even even my boy Jack Osborne's out looking for portals to hell. <laughs> Jack, if you want to come on the show, just give me a shout. <laughs> but there is in the '90s there was a paranormal team that were uh, investigating inside the cave, mm-hmm. and they claim, and I did, I, I was going to look it up, but I. I with everything I had going on, I got a lock of time. They claimed that they caught on video, and it's just for a split second, the vortex. No shit. Yeah. Wow. That would be pretty amazing to see. I, I need to go look it up and see if I can find it. Yeah, for sure. 
So we've twisted this around now to be about the Indian burial burial ground. And the original theory was John farming the land, but there's another twist to that that's a little bizarre. Okay. So early on, the boys, John's sons, were out playing, and they found one of the graves. Oh, no. And what did they do? They dug it up. And what did they do? They brought the jawbone from the skeleton back to the house. And John said, you need to take that back to where you found it and rebury it. Yeah. And apparently, boys being boys. Didn't fucking listen, did they? They threw it on the porch. <laughs> I don't know why. They didn't specify whether why they were pissed off and they just tossed it down. But when it did, it chipped off one of the teeth. One of the teeth of the, of the jawbone fell off. And a lot of that claims that this the spirit was pissed that they not only disturbed him, yeah, not only disturbed his grave, but then defaced and utilized his skeleton or her skeleton. I'm sorry. We're back to the fact that I really truly believe that this is actually what it was. I don't think it was Kate Bats. I don't think she was no. practicing witch, witch witchcraft. No, for sure. You never fuck with native land. Quote me now. Don't yeah, fuck with don't native do land. Yep. <laughs> Under any connotation. That's why the United States is as fucked as it is. Because <laughs> it's all built on stolen native land. And the natives were just intertwined with nature. And uh, Yeah, exactly. We all fucking pissed them off. <laughs> we did. We just took it over and started farming it and didn't give two shits about what's underneath it. Yep. So I could go into stories of, you know, paranormal investigations. Uh, I didn't really find anything that really just stood out. Mm -hmm. um, there was a couple of them that, uh, you know, was interesting. Like one guy buried himself in the ground. and Wait, what? what? On, the, on the Bell property. Yeah, they he had a coffin and they... He buried himself Ooh, in the that's ground. That's my worst fears. It like makes me. Yeah, like, he just didn't. He didn't puke. do well in it. But at one point in that, you could hear growling coming like through the, the audio. Earth? Yeah. <gasps> oh no. Um. There was some. Uh, there was some. Uh, you know, some smacks on the back of the legs, and you know, stuff like that. But nothing really. When I think of the bell witch now i think of sitting down and having a full-blown conversation with her because that's what she apparently did back in the 1800s was she wasn't afraid to come out and talk to people yeah she come out and had full conversations but i mean obviously they did a whole book on on the conversation she I had with john bell jr they saw like did she take on the form of kate bats or did she look oh that's a really good question just like a woman did she look like a i don't know a blurb of energy like what would she look like when she came out i don't buy that shit i don't buy that shit at all no that they no i don't buy that she just came out <laughs> of nowhere and was like hey you want to have some discussions over like a beer let's have some tea and crumpets <laughs> for real yeah do i believe that the i i straight up believe that they f they pissed off native yep ancestors. like i said I, I i totally swung in that direction when i was when i got into that if you get a chance to watch the A&E on YouTube, um, it's called The Unexplained. Unexplained Zone? Yeah, and then you can just throw it in. The Unexplained Zone, just throw it in the Bell Witch, and it'll bring those episodes up. Now, you can take tours of the cave, and you can see the old cabin, but like I said, the cabin is not the cabin anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but if you ever go into the cave, be very respectful and take nothing. Yeah, don't take anything anywhere you go. One man was in there, 
and he actually took a rock. Oh Apparently, he just, I mean, it's just a rock. Come on, Alicia, it's just a rock. It's their rock. Yeah, it is. Within the next three days, the man lost his job, his house, and his wife. Jeez, and his dog, and his and truck his dog, broke yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they wrote a country song about it. God. So there you go. That That is my uh, Bell Witch story. That's wild. I knew of the Bell Witch, but I never heard the story. I didn't either until it was brought up that I should do it. Because mm-hmm. Logan was like, hey, why don't you do one on this? I'm like, all right. Thanks, Logan. Yeah, thanks, Logan. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, let me hit you with, uh, I do want to hit you with my sources real quick because I forgot to do it at the beginning. Just so you know that, you know, I did get all of my information from the internet. From legitimate sources. Well, I, hopefully they're legitimate. Uh, I got it from Bedtime Stories on YouTube. Uh, the Paranormal Scholar is also on YouTube. The Unexplained Zone. That is actually season one, episode uh, three and four, I do believe. Um, the Story of the Bell Witch by Pat Fatouche. Wikipedia, because that's my favorite. That Heck always yeah. says good stuff. Uh, the Wild Hearted webpage. And haunting live on Discovery Plus. So there's my some of my sources right there. Nice. So there you go, Alicia. Bell Witch. Yeah, I think the Bell Witch is just really a bunch of you pissed off the natives and you shouldn't have done that. I can't imagine back in that time coming through there and then just plotting land and not knowing what you're what you're farming on top of yeah well and i just feel like even now would you go to the cemetery and just like fuck around on the graves what <laughs> <laughs> like would you go to the i've cemetery? heard fetishes i've heard fetishes about that <laughs> me not personally i don't think that would be my thing but it's to the extent of when i go to the cemetery i'm terrified of stepping on somebody's grave not because i think they're gonna haunt me but it's just rude mm-hmm it's just rude. But, you know, in all actuality, you can't, like, totally not walk across somebody's grave. Yeah. And, like, yeah, cemeteries are so, they're, like, packed in there they like are. sardines. And yep. you've got to, like, really pay attention to what you're doing. It's true. Hate it. I haven't been in a cemetery in a while. I haven't been there in a while. I should go see my friends. Family. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. But <laughs> I probably won't get it done this week either. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, I think. I it really just makes me uncomfortable that they have them. They bury them sitting up. I know. I thought that was a little strange. It has to be something with, uh, you know, because they they faced them east, so it has to be something with the sun coming up. Yeah, the kinda, sun rising. Yeah, it has to be something about that. Their yeah. new life. <gasps> doom, doom. Well, they have the they have the portal to do all that. Excuse me. I, I didn't Egyptians do something like that too, where they there was something to do with the sun rising, the way they placed the bodies in the uh, tombs, in, in the direction that they pointed the feet or the head or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a good possibility. Yeah, the Egyptians were weird when it came to that shit. Oh I yeah, mean, they were very. They had a very specific set of things that they did, and they left there to. I always think it's interesting. Are- I always think it's interesting the the whole coin theory when they used to, in the old days used to put coins on somebody's eyes to pay the ferryman to take them across the yeah across the way. I always oh, thought yeah. that was really interesting. And they they do that in a lot of different religions mm-hmm. and traditions and cultures and stuff. Which it brings you back to like Greek and Roman 
traditions right. where you took the fairy. What was the, the farrier's name? Do you remember? Uh, I just always called him the ferryman. I don't know. Did he have a specific name? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. But someone tell us. I'm sure yeah. someone knows. Roy's like super into Greek and Roman mythos, so I should. I bet I could ask him and he'd know. <laughs> but yeah. Damn it, Roy. Why aren't you here? Right. I'm looking at an empty chair. <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty cool story. I I thought it was very interesting. I, I spent a lot of time watching the YouTube videos and stuff and taking notes and trying to, like I said, that there's so much information there. I'm sure I missed a ton of stuff that, you know, happened. It's hard not to. Yeah, but uh, just trying to keep the timeline straight was, was insane. That whole, I'll be back in seven years and then I'll be back in 107 years. Yeah. Did you really leave? Right. Are you in the cave? <laughs> For real. Are you in... Tennessee it's or weird Kentucky. that the cave yeah the cave was brought up that she lived in the cave well I think a lot of people at that point when when maybe that speculation happened that they knew about the Indian burial ground and maybe that's what they were thinking mm-hmm. so uh John is John has went through a bunch of stuff to try to lift the curse and to you know apologize for his ancestors including building a a monument and then sacrificing it by burning it. Really? Yeah, but I don't know. At that point, I don't think that that actually cleared it. So he was still working on some other things. He brought in some specialty people to try to, uh, a specialty preacher to to break the curse. And at the end of that episode, he was he was feeling a lot better. He, you know, wouldn't sleep. They were staying in that vicinity, and he wouldn't be able to sleep. And he, they would find him in the woods, and he wouldn't know how he got there. What? Yeah. Shit, I'm gonna have to watch this yeah. because that sounds wild. It's it's pretty it's pretty intense. It really truly is pretty intense. They bring in uh, the haunted collector guy too in that episode in the second Zach episode. Baggins? No, oh. the haunted the <laughs> other haunted collector, the old man. I can't think of his name. Yeah, you'd know him if you saw him because he's he's got that he's got that specific show where he goes and collects things and brings them back to his museum and clears the house out of. People everybody. are so brave. Very much so. <laughs> They're Very much so, so. brave. Um, on a side note, uh, you know, uh, we always want to hear your paranormal stories. We do. And I wanted to thank Janet who sent me pictures and. Um, you know, explained her story of her aunt who was dying from cancer. And she actually sent me a picture and we've, we've, me and Alicia have reviewed it a couple different mm-hmm. times together. It's an amazing picture. I don't, you know, I, I think a lot of it open to interpretation of it. I can see it when we, when I actually physically talked to Janet about it. Yeah. Um, I, I seen exactly what, what she was saying. It took her to explain it to me though. The picture's a little, <coughs> a little odd. The lifting of the blanket. The That's lifting of the blanket. Me. I'm yeah. like, that is definitely a lifted blanket. So Janet, Janet's aunt was dying of cancer, and it got to the point where they had a actual baby monitor on her, so they could they could keep track of her, you know, a lot more than just setting or going and checking on her. And in the actual baby monitor, they could see three entities in the picture with her. One of them they thought was maybe her grandmother. Uh, holding onto her hand or hold or brushing mm-hmm. her hair. The other two, one was a um, an old uh, cavalry gentleman, 
and the other one they're not quite sure the way that the the positioning of it and but anyways the the cavalry guy and the other guy were actually lifting the blanket and that that's really where the where the excitement of that picture came from you could see them lifting the blanket up Mm -hmm. to try to um i don't really know what they were trying to do honestly but i don't know i don't either it was but anyways i i'm very appreciative of janet for sharing and and it was just it's it's really interesting picture and and your interpretations you know our interpretations of it mm-hmm. alicia saw a lot more of the ant than i did i had to she had to point out to me <laughs> yeah i was you like, were a little oh, confused on what you're looking at, at yeah first. yeah exactly i'm so familiar with baby monitors <laughs> there you go <laughs> but uh one last thing before we before we jump off here uh we talked about doing connor Mm-hmm. Biddle interview. I found out in everything that I've got going on that my my new boss has uh, a whole array of things that happened to her in a new house that she bought. They actually did an episode of a show called A Haunting. It's called um, Eternal Grief is the name of the episode. If you get a chance, it's on Discovery Plus. You can go. You can go find it. It's. Uh, I don't remember exactly which season it's in, but I got a chance to talk to her about everything after watching the episode. I watched it twice. I went back through and watched it twice, mm-hmm. and she's on there. She's yeah. actually interviewing on this That's episode. So cool. And uh, I've talked to her, and she is going to come. We need to set up a date where we get her in the studio to tell us all about everything that happened in that house while she was there. So we're going to have a firsthand, straight up firsthand account of a major haunting Mm -hmm. and spoiler, spoiler alert. This ghost pushed her down the stairs. Oh my God. I want to watch the episode, but also I want to like wait and hear her like right out of her mouth. You know, the story so. I I I'm trying really hard not to ask her a million questions, but yeah, I blew it. I blew it last <laughs> week. I'm like, I got questions. I got questions. These things I need to know. And so we had a nice long conversation about it. But yeah, she's she's excited to come do it. My thing was, I said, you know, I'd love to have you come talk about it, but if it's something you put in your past and you're trying to forget about, yeah, you know, totally understand that. And she's like, no, I'll come in and do it. What a cool so. lady. Yeah, you'll like her. I can't wait. She's just like us. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she's got to be big nerds like us. She's a big nerd just like <laughs> us. She's she's pretty cool. All right, so go check out the rest of the Golden Mojo Entertainment uh, podcast, which include our friends at Murder Nerds. Hey. Hey, wait, that's both of us. That's that both series. of us. Yeah. That is a true crime all about Indiana crime. Maybe we'll have some special episodes coming up here in the future. We're, mm-hmm. we're uh, in discussions and uh, some crossover episodes. I mean, just all kinds of crazy things going on. Crossover episodes with maybe the call guys. Yeah. Murders and the call guys, which is my boy Gunner and his buddy Colton. And they discuss everything entertainment wise, you know, MCU, Star Wars, you know, whatever's going on right now they like to talk about it we did an episode of they did they did an episode of uh the new doctor strange movie and talk about it and also uh golden image the golden image podcast which is me gunner or chico 
Chico Noise and the Skywalker, <laughs> where we just go out and do things so that you'll want to go out and do things. So we'll talk about restaurants, breweries, wineries, hard rock cafes. You know, we talk about whatever. Shops and... An interesting fact, if you listen to the Mike Hilton, because of Golden Image Podcast, him and his family are now heading down to the uh, Indianapolis Children's Museum. Because oh, are they really? They were like... They'll have a blast. They were happy that we did the legwork and they know what they're kind of getting into and they said, boom, we're, we're going gonna go, gonna to go do it. So that's why we do what we do. And in between the weeks that we don't have the newer episodes, I like to throw in the old Golden Image Radio vintage episodes i love that you went right into saying it like you say it in the episodes golden image radio is on the air i love i love these old episodes it reminds me so much of the fun we had back in back in those days so yeah i got a lot of friends who are coming back around like mike mike hilton Mm -hmm. the the fruit pie episode episode 2.5 mike come back and actually did a live uh studio episode with us to kind of catch up with him and so, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm loving it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. All right, gang, that's all we got. Check us out. You, if you need anything, you can get a hold of us at goldenmojoent at gmail.com or for paranormal. If you got a story you want to tell us, you know, or pictures you want to send, you can send that to the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. I want to see pictures. I want people to send oh, us yeah, pictures. Oh, I love, yeah, I, I love the stories. I love the pictures. Yeah. So. Sure. Pretty exciting. All right, Alicia, you good? Oh, our social media. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got a Golden Mojo Entertainment TikTok page that I'm trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I shot a video last night that I was going to send you, but I was like, mm, what's the point? <laughs> It's like a three-second video, and I'm like, it's me, Golden Jay, hanging out with Skid Row, and I flip the camera around, <laughs> and you get my face back with a big-ass smile on my face, so I'll send that to you. Yes. You can have fun with it. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah thank you for backing me up. I didn't even write out my socials, so. Oh, and we have some killer merch oh on God. our merch store, and we're still having the competition with yep. Team Tejas for yep. who can purchase uh the most or who can who can sell the most road sign t-shirts shirts, yep. yes so go buy a team boozers road sign shirt yep uh they're really cool we have them they're super soft they're, and wonderful yeah, they're so comfortable but yeah all the time make team boozer your favorite part of the united states <laughs> of paranormal because i have a soothing voice and now all you want to do is run out buy a t-shirt if you get a Team Boozer shirt, you can wear it out to the pub. You can wear it out to the concert. You can wear it out to the park. Wherever you want. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I got. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, you know what? We'll see you on the other side. To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment Productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, 
the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.